Northridge High Football Camp. Copyright 1996. Chapter 1. Vinny dropped his helmet loudly onto the floor and slammed his locker shut. He paused and closed his eyes tightly, trying to force the throb in his head away. Goddamn headaches. He always got these goddamn headaches before a practice. It was anticipation of the brutal attack he would take on the field. The fun and games of being a tackle. He didn't mind the beating. In fact, he thrived on it. But it usually took a few minutes to adjust to the hits and pounding before he could bring up enough anger and power in himself to blindly go full force into the game. Then, and only then, with all his muscle and size, could he lose his thoughts and let pure physical force run him. No headaches then. In fact, a sneer of passion would cross his lips as he plowed into the defensive tackles, bodies falling under his immense weight. Vinny took in his surroundings in the locker room as he slowly reopened his eyes. Northridge High looked like every other athletic facility he had known. In all his other schools, including those that he had visited to play games against, the locker rooms all seemed pretty run-of-the-mill. He had no reason to believe Northridge would be any different. Rows of steel-gray lockers lined the cool, dank locker room. Even now, in early August, as the tryouts were first underway, the same old feeling existed here in the football locker area. Actually, Vinny had been a bit surprised when he first visited Northridge and discovered that the football team had their own locker room. Pretty fucking impressive, he had thought to himself. Northridge was proud of its team, and the townsfolk had decided that their football squad was going to have the best they could offer. In all of Vinny's other high schools, the squad was never valued enough to be given their own locker room. Good. Don't have to share with any of the other sports teams. This wouldn't be a hangout for the loser softball fairies. No, this would be exclusive. Football only. The biggest and the best. The early morning silence brought good feelings back to Vinny. The summer wasn't even over, but it had been too long already. Each summer, for the past three years, Vinny lived for the tryouts, the football camp, and the start of the season. School sucked, but football was everything. And Vinny was football. All he could think about from sunrise to sundown was football. He practiced it. He read about it. He watched it. And he dreamed about it. Now here he was in his senior year at a new school and with the potential for showing this town what he was made of. Vinny was pleased. He picked up his helmet and walked on over to the sink area. He ran cold water into the sink, reaching down with one hand and cupped a full palm full of water. Looking up at his reflection in the mirror, he forcefully doused his face and plastered the short black hair down his forehead with the pressing of his hand. 
He squinted, his eyes to form the cold, forced stare he often gave his opponents on the field. He watched his changing expression for a moment, the calculated change into the feared football entity, the large, cruel hulk that took all opponents as victims with his intimidation. After staring at this image for a few seconds, Vinny cracked a smile, then a laugh. At 17, he had the world by the balls. Here he was, the first morning of the tryouts, and he was here only as a formality. Vinny had been approached within a couple days of his arrival in Northridge. The school principal, head football coach, and this year's team captains all came in a gesture of welcome to Vinny's house. They had heard of his outstanding reputation in previous schools and pretty much told him and his parents that they wanted him, playing unseen. Vinny stood six foot two and weighed a solid and bulking 230 pounds. His jet black hair was cut short, cropped marine style, his flashy white grin alternating in an unconscious sneer. His eyes tightened into a piercing glare whenever mention was made of anything he slightly disagreed with. Yes, they were offering him guaranteed starts every game. They had heard all about him, and now they offered this without even seeing him actually play. All they needed to see was this massive Italian hitting machine in person to know that what they had all heard was true. He was the best. He even could intimidate the school officials when he got that sneer on his puss. Yes, sir, he had the world by the balls. Vinny looked down from the mirror and ambled away from the sink area. His walk was somewhat constrained by the padding under his football pants and the larger set of shoulder pads resting atop his torso. He liked this walk, though. He sometimes thought of the frequent comments about he kind of walked like he had a load in his pants. He chuckled. Yeah, a load. He turned and approached the urinals. His last ritual before he pulled on his practice mesh over his pads and headed onto the field was always to take this pregame piss. He learned his lesson well several seasons before. No pregame piss and he could be guaranteed to suffer. He needed to take a leak on a fairly regular basis, and the playing field was not the pleasant place to be stuck needing to drain his water. It was right in the middle of the Armand Topsfield game that Vinny first realized the importance of draining yourself out before hitting the field. He had to piss in the worst way, but the game was in play, and there was no way he was going anywhere to relieve himself. It was right in the center of the Armand huddle that he got so desperate, he pulled out his hog and let it go. Fortunately, he was blocked from view of the stands by the rest of the Armand squad, but he never lived down his whipping out his dong in the huddle. It only took one of Vinny's intimidating stares to silence any joking team member about the incident. And secretly, he was always amused by their playful reminders during his remaining season with the school. But this did teach him the invaluable lesson of hitting the urinals 
before hitting the field. Now he paused a moment, untying the string of his football pants and sliding down his ratty jock. He worked the cotton material down over the plastic protection cup. The cup, a football player's best friend, but a pain in the ass when you had to take a leak. He leaned an arm forward onto the wall in front of him as he let the stream flow. His other hand playfully bounced against the length of the shaft as the piss subsided. He shook his meat dry and pulled his jock back up tightly around his nuts, letting his hog rest against the right side of the plastic cup. Yep, firmly held in place, he thought to himself. A nice, warm, and safe place to house his hog while he plowed the opponents to the ground, crushing bodies beneath him while his equipment was safe and tucked away from harm. He noticed a few slight drops of urine had escaped onto the front of his jock as he relaced the front of the football pants. No wonder I always have fucking piss-stained underwear and jock straps, fucking moron, he said aloud to himself. The least you could do is empty your goddamn fucking hog all the way before you stuff it. He picked up his helmet that had rolled onto its side on the tile floor while he was in the sink area and returned to the bench in front of his locker. He set the helmet squarely down on the bench and pulled out his mesh top from the top shelf of the locker. Reaching above his head, Vinny tugged and pulled as he slid the maroon practice jersey down over his shoulder pads. As usual, the mesh was too small. High school football clothing was not meant for someone already his size. He was too tall and too wide. The mesh was imprinted with the gray and yellow lettering that was the Northridge colors, but the maroon material that made up the bulk of the shirt was tattered and discolored. The fact that the shirt was ripped in some places at least allowed him to secure it over the shoulder pads, but the length fell a bit short. An inch or so of his stomach hair protruded out between the bottom of the shirt and where his pants were tied. He tightened his stomach muscles and watched the curly hair shift. He smiled to himself again. Back in the uniform again, then old pal. Back to the field and kick some ass again, he half shouted to himself as he slammed the locker door closed. Vinny bent down, energetically picked up his helmet, and dangled it off one index finger. He walked with a bounce in his step, swinging the helmet in his hand as he exited the door to the practice field. 73, you're up for taping, yelled a voice from across the field. Vinny looked up from the ground. His right leg was stretched back under his butt his right arm outstretched toward the toes of his left leg. He squinted in the bright sunlight toward the sideline and focused on the bottom bleacher where the assistant coach and trainer sat amongst piles of pads, unraveled tape, and excess football gear. 73, Manta, today! Vinny jumped to his feet and hustled across the field area between them. His long, quick strides got him there in a flash, an intentional display of his speed. Vinny approached the two men, swinging his helmet from his outstretched finger. Vinny Manta, this is Billy Ruggiero, our strength trainer. 
Vinny here just joined Northridge and has quite the reputation for kicking ass. Ain't that so, Vinny? said the assistant coach. Yeah, sure, coach, whatever you say. Vinny's grin began to exhibit the start of a slight sneer. He never liked praise of this type. It always seemed kind of phony or sarcastic. Manta, good old Italian boy, eh? joked Billy. He slapped Vinny roughly on the shoulder. We need a few more rugged men like you around here. Must be able to take a hit and keep on charging. Good solid mass. Good for crushing. Tom Walter, the assistant coach, turned to the trainer. You get Vin here taped up good, Bill. Strengthen in those hands. Let's protect them, okay? They look like they're quite a mess. Last season, kind of rough, eh, Manta? Vinny shrugged. Right, Tom. No problem, replied the trainer. Coach Walter turned and walked away in the direction of a group of players gathering at the gate to the field. So, Manta, what do you think of Northridge here? Guess it's kind of hard to judge, it being summer and all, but any first impressions? asked Billy as he began to gather the white athletic tape. I don't know, Coach. Uh, It's good, I guess. It's okay. Seems quiet, peaceful. I guess time will tell, responded Vinny. Small talk. He could never stomach small talk. He just wanted to finish getting taped and get back on the field. Yeah, it can be quiet at times. Not in the season, though. Those Northridge townies come out in droves to support their team. The Northridge Warriors are their pride and joy. We're one of the top-ranked teams in New Jersey. We aim to keep it that way, too. By the way, drop the coach shit. Reserve that for Morrison, the head coach, and Tom there, the assistant. I'm just plain old Billy. And not Bill, either. Tom's the only one insisting on calling me that. I'm born and raised in Northridge. I'm a townie myself. Just plain old Billy. Okay, whatever. Vinny held out his right hand and allowed the trainer to begin the taping process. So, where you from before here? Well, kind of around a few places. We kind of moved a lot around these last few years. Played last season at Armand. That's Armand, Pennsylvania. Season before that was in Allentown. Billy's eyes looked up from the tape wrapping. Steel towns, eh? Good solid life out that way. Passed through those areas a few times. Nice folk. Steel work is a hard life, but it builds character. Yeah, my father's now working down at the steel mill in Trenton. Who would have thought? New Jersey. This may be a fine suburban town, Billy, but I'm pretty used to the hotter life in Armand and Allentown. We kicked ass all around those towns. And the aggression went further than just the playing field. We busted all over town, me and my pals. Somehow the quiet nights and cricket chirping just ain't gonna cut it. Well, give us a chance, Manta. We're a town pretty much of proud Italian families. Along with that comes rivalry and more than our fair share of brawls. Best for you if you keep your nose clean, though. You're new. You'll be watched and judged. Don't sweat it, though. You'll do just fine. A guy your size just has to be there. Nobody in their right mind would mess with you. Billy finished Vinny's right hand and pulled his left arm into position for taping. 
Vinny's attention was diverted as he heard increased noise coming from the field gate area. He looked over and watched a small group of players walking in, their attention directed onto one player whom they encircled as they entered. Through the group of the uniformed players, Vinny was able to see one spiked-haired player who noticeably stood out. He walked with assurance and gleamed a constant white-toothed smile. He exhibited the air of, I'm a hot shit, but diverted his attention evenly to all those that surrounded him. He reminded Vinny of the Pied Piper leading his flock. Billy looked up and turned his attention in the direction of Vinny's gaze. That's Vooch, mumbled the trainer as he returned to Vinny's half-completed hand. Huh? Vooch. Tony Carvuccio, the QB, the star. We call him Vooch for short. Damn good quarterback. This is his fourth season. Great ability to call plays based on his quick judgment of what the other team has up his sleeves. We joke he's psychic or balling someone with access to playbooks. Vinny continued to watch as the parade of players moved over to the sideline area where Tom Walter stood with the others in the squad. Tony Carvuccio patted the assistant coach on the back and shook his hand. He looked around the squad, his toothy smile steadily directed at each player he acknowledged. His gaze then extended across the field area, taking in the bleacher that Vinny and Billy occupied. Billy was busy gathering up additional tape for the remaining players that had just entered. Vinny's eyes locked for a moment on Tony Carvuccio's. In an instant, the gleaming grin was gone from Vooch's face. Interesting, thought Vinny to himself. Interesting. The tryouts proved uneventful and offered no surprises. Both Vinny and Vooch basically watched from opposite ends of the field, their opinions being desired by the coach and the trainer. It was the second half of the day after lunch that the head coach finally came to the field. He spoke briefly only to the assistant coach and trainer. Vinny was called in for a few sprints and plays. Nothing much, just an easy display of blocking and tackling technique. As he exited the field, he was able to see nods of acceptance between the trainer and the coaches. He had proven himself. He had no doubt. But he also wondered what impression he'd made on Carvuccio. Not that it mattered, but for some reason he wanted acceptance. He switched his gaze from the coaches to the area where Tony sat on the ground, his back firmly against the wire fence. He still had a few players gathered around, and they continued to speak to him, oblivious to the plays just completed by Vinny. Vooch's eyes stared straight ahead at Vinny. He had a long piece of grass working in his mouth. One knee was pulled up towards his chest with an arm braced across the raised leg. His eyes continued to follow Vinny off the field, his face devoid of any expression. Throughout the entire day, they had sat on opposite ends of the bleachers. No words had been exchanged between them, but their eyes had locked more than once as they assessed the first-year hopefuls. Yeah, this town has a rivalry, all right, Vinny thought to himself. There's one brewing right here on this field. 
Within a minute of the head coach calling the tryouts officially over for the first day, the players began to group to discuss their own individual assessments of the new guys. Tony Carvuccio again had his flock gathering. Vinny simply picked up his helmet off the grass and headed back towards the football locker room. Vooch turned his head for a moment and watched the hulking tackle walk off the field, noticing the way he playfully swung his helmet off his fingertip. Fucking A! yelled Vinny as he violently pushed open the locker room entrance. The doors flew open, crashed hard against the wall, and came flying back towards him. He casually held out his arm in anticipation and caught the door's rebound. Another season begins, he yelled. Vinny strode into the locker room, pausing for a moment for his eyes to adjust to the contrast from being in the bright sunlight all day. He glanced at his watch, 4.30. He continued on over to the bench in front of his locker and sat down. The tape around his hands showed streaks of dirt and sweat, many of the strips of tape beginning to unravel. He dropped his helmet to the ground and placed one leg up on the bench. Leaning forward, he balanced his right arm on the outstretched thigh and began to peel the tape off his hand. Sweat beads dripped from his forehead and further complicated his removal of the athletic tape. He swat at his forehead, attempting to repel the sweat, only making the situation worse by streaking dirt across his face. Fuck it! He quickly stood up and walked toward the sink area, pulling his mess jersey over his head as he rounded the bank of lockers. He dropped the completely wet shirt on the nearest bench and approached the first sink. Looking into the mirror above, Vinny saw a familiar sight. His hair was completely matted down with perspiration, his face flushed with the after-effects of a workout. A few lines of dirt were visible above Vinny's eyes where he had swiped to clear the sweat. His shoulder pads rested on his gray half-tee, now showing dark stains encircling each of his armpits. Halfway down his torso, where the half-tee ended, dark hair was matted down over his stomach. He flexed his ab muscles again and watched in the mirror as the hairs gave way to the contrast of muscle definition. Vinny smiled, his partial sneer at the reflection in the glass. Unhooking the straps that held his shoulder pads in place, he reached his arms above his head and removed them. Tossing them over near the bench where he left his mesh, he quickly pulled off his half-tee and used it to wipe down his hair and face. Vinny turned on the cold water faucet and peeled the remaining tape off his hands. He dropped the unraveling tape strips onto the tile floor and bent down and splashed water onto his face. Looking up, he again ran the palm of his hand down over his hair, plastering the short black hairs onto his forehead. At that moment, Vinny heard the loud yells and hollering as other members of the team hit the entrance door. He finished wiping his face and turned the water off. Returning to the area of his locker, he picked up his pads and mesh jersey, casually hanging the shirt around his neck as he walked over to the bench. Fucking awesome drills, Manta, 
said a medium-built hopeful. Name's Randy, Randy Miller. He extended his hand out to Vinny. Vinny attempted a slight smile and nodded as he shook the kid's hand. You really know your stuff, huh? The kid said awkwardly. I mean, it, it shows you've been playing a lot, huh? Playing the game a lot, I mean. Huh? Vinny smiled again. Yeah, I guess. Fourth year. He turned back to his locker and slung the sweaty half-tee over the top of the open locker door. I hope I have a chance. I really do, continued Randy. I'm a sophomore now, and if I don't make the varsity squad this year, I can pretty much kiss my chances goodbye. Everybody successful on the team plays sophomore through senior year. I've just got to make it, man. Yeah, well, whatever, replied Vinny, his attention only half hearing what the kid was saying. You, you got a chance. You seem pretty competent out there. Really? You think so? I really did? Jesus, you'd think I just gave the kid an award, Vinny thought to himself. Yeah, you did okay. He turned his attention back to finishing at the locker. He had cooled off some since coming in from the field, but he still felt confined and hot in the tight football pants and padding. He reached down and undid the ties of the pants. Placing one foot up on the bench, he removed one shoe without bothering to unlace it. He then stripped the wet sock off his leg. His foot showed dirt and sweat caked between his toes. He fingered some of the dirt out from the ridges beneath his toenails, then set the foot back down on the cold cement floor. He repeated the same process with the other shoe and sock, taking additional care to rub his foot across the top area. The foot was somewhat sore, the discomfort easing when he massaged his toes. Straightening back up, Vinny began to slide the pants down over his jock and cup. He seated himself now, his back to Randy and the other players using the lockers behind him. It took a few moments for Vinny to work the soiled pants down over his thighs. All summer, he had been concentrating on squats to develop his leg muscles, and now that showed as he pulled hard on the damp material to get it to slide down to his ankles. He kicked off the pants and stood once again, half turning towards the bank of lockers behind him. You gonna shower? asked Randy, now clad only in a towel and searching through his gym bag. Yeah, I gotta. I always sweat like a fucking pig. I didn't even run that many plays or drill that much, but it pours off me. Vinny replied as he reached an arm into the locker, feeling for his towel. I'd just like to dive straight into a fucking cold swimming pool right now. More noise filled in from outside as the rest of the players stormed in, the same group surrounding Tony Carvuccio as he led the way into the locker area. Vinny turned and watched the actions of the quarterback. Carvuccio walked to one of the lockers in the bank occupied by Randy Miller, opened the door, and tossed in his helmet. Turning his attention to his hands, he began to peel off his athletic tape in almost a violent way. The crowd that had been following the quarterback had now dispersed around the locker room, busying themselves with their own cleanup. You'd ran some okay drills out there. You're fast, and you're able to stop whatever comes at you, and whatever keeps coming at you. 
muttered Carvuccio, still looking down while peeling the tape from his hand. Vinny turned toward the back bank of lockers. He chuckled a bit, then draped the towel he had pulled from his locker over his shoulder. He reached with one finger, caught the elastic waistband of his jock, and tugged. The jock and cup slid down his left thigh. Pulling harder, he bent over and was able to drop the jock strap to the floor. No, seriously, you looked okay. We need a few big guys like you to mop the bodies off the field. You looked okay, Carvuccio repeated. Vinny turned and half smiled. Yeah, I looked okay, he chuckled again, turning back in the direction of the sinks and walked away with just the towel over his shoulder. Yeah, I looked okay. Tony Carvuccio watched as Vinny headed toward the sink and shower area. His dirt-stained butt swaggered as he walked. Christ, try to give the prick a compliment. Tony returned his attention to removing his practice uniform and storing his personal gear.